exclusive. The opinions expressed in Nerds on the Left do not necessarily reflect those of the B&E Podcast Network or any affiliated podcast. Enjoy the show. I wasn't really doing like a let's go around the the room and and Roll let's all call. say our names and a little bit about yourselves. I'm a Leo, rare. <laughs> um, I like puppies and kitties and rainbows and unicorns. So you're just having the time of your life today. Welcome to Nerds on the Left, uh, your destination for everything nerdy. I don't know about everything. Like, no, don't we we, over... don't, we skip over yeah. so much stuff. Like, there's so much stuff that comes out daily that I can't afford or make time to look at. Even shit that falls on my lap for free, I, I put off. I've got comics that I've never seen. I've never looked at them. Yeah, I haven't been. I went to the comic store for the first time in about a month and a half Wednesday. I did too. I'm surprised I didn't see you there. Because, uh, funny story, my card actually expired and they turned it off early. Wow. Yeah, so I didn't have basically money for a month. <laughs> so I finally got to go Wednesday, and I spent like $50 in comics, which I know isn't a lot to everybody, but that's a lot, that's a lot for me. Yeah. So Melissa pre-approved it. She was like, okay, you do what you got to do. do. Do what you need to. Get your yeah. nerdy on. Uh-huh. I got her a little something, but uh, it was it was disappointing, and I'm really sorry about that. Yeah, it was a little supernatural keychain, and it was like a mystery as to which one it was going to be. So you know, I what, it you up. know what she's talking about, Mike? Where yeah. it's like twelve or fifteen figures, and they're all different, right? And you have no clue. It's a random chance that you're going to get a good one or a shitty one. So you're looking for Castiel, and who'd you get? The Felicia Day character. It's named Charlie. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I was. You got a like a like unenthused. a. A guest star. I, I, I like Felicia Day, but she is no Castiel. Yeah, she, she should have been in that show. I would have been happy with Castiel, Crowley, Sam, Dean, or Bobby. It was like literally like five out of the ten. Right. <laughs> and she got a shitty one. Right. I'm sorry. It was my fault. That thing was $7. Dang. It was a $7 keychain, and it was a shitty $7 keychain. See, I did somewhat of the same thing, except I won because the new Rat Queens came out. And I got it from Mara, and good job. Somebody got laid. High five me, buddy. You know I would, but we have a we have a new addition, so she has been kind of taking all the energy out of the house at they the moment. They had a baby, and by baby I mean puppy <laughs> that you adopted. You did not birth her. That'd be weird. That would be weird. I don't know if I'd be friends with you guys <laughs> like if you. Straight up birthed a dog? If you had to birth whatever animal became your pet, I wouldn't have pets. No. No. Or or I would have, like, reptiles. So it's like, ah, I could probably pass an egg. <laughs> like, oh, I wait, could probably so do that. Oh, wait, so you're having the babies? Yeah, no, yeah, that's fine. Oh, shit. <laughs> that's fine. Well, some snakes have live births. Do you think that would be a little bit easier? Or maybe, like, Melissa can, like, 
make a little nest of some of a nest of puppies and I just come squirt my male uh, juice on it. Don't squirt male juice on puppies, Rodney. <laughs> oh my god. Can you delete that? Well, this got weird fast. Yeah. Is that the title of the episode? Yeah, I'm probably gonna cut a lot of that. That's smart. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, probably. So I tell us that. about your puppy. Uh, her name's Leia. What? Super original. I'm gonna throw things at you. I can catch them. We'll see. She is a German Shepherd and we think lab mix. She's nine weeks old. She's the cutest thing in the world when she's not doing things. Yeah, if, if puppies had zero energy, they would be a lot better. Oh, yeah, yeah. If they could force all that energy in just a growing bigger. Like if they already had the more blunt dog teeth, too, because those things are needles. So what are we talking about today? Well, I mean, if you would read the board. Um, oh, no. You do that for me, and then you yeah. relay the information. I so, have people that do that. Was that Logan? Hey, that- hey, 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 let's not make fun of people's handwriting on whiteboards, okay? It's not your handwriting, it's... My terrible depth Vision? perception, yeah. Oh, okay. So was that Why, your what's way? What's wrong with your depth perception? I don't know, but I'm I can't read I'm not a scientist. That. What? <laughs> Do I look like an optometrist to you? If I did, I, I'd have glasses and I'd be able to read the goddamn board. What? Go to a doctor. Don't you have good insurance? I do, but that still requires money. <sighs> and we just had a kid. Oh, that is true. Once you have a kid, basically your life is over. Oh, yeah, until she grows up. Yeah, yeah. Well, the, the the awesome thing about dogs is, Melissa, earmuffs, they don't last as long as a child. Don't yeah. say that. You don't, you don't have to put a dog through college. I mean, there That's are upsides true. to only having animals. Freckles is way too stupid to go to college. She she would definitely go to trade school. Are you saying get... stupid people go to trade school? No, but people That's who cost the Democrats the election. People who can't hack it in college go to trade school. My dad went to trade school. <laughs> and your dad's doing what? He's doing very well. Very well. There are exceptions to every rule. <laughs> well, if we yeah, were established we're just as... pissing li- people off now. If we weren't established as a liberal elite, we sure as shit are now. Right? I, I do feel myself being more and more bougie as years go by. I'm like, hmm. Those people. Yeah. I don't want to buy normal Lay's. I want to buy the honey barbecue spicy Lay's. They cost the same. I feel more bougie because it's a it's a more complex taste for my palate. Okay, so let's let's go ahead and restart. Welcome to Nerds on the Left. Uh, my name is Rodney. I'm joined by Mike. How's it going, guys? And Melissa, That's my me. lovely wife. Lo- the lovely wife, not the unlovely wife. Yes. Or the lovely, well, wasn't it? I, I think I did call her that one time, but yeah. you know. Beautiful and lovely, wasn't it? That's what we went with, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Well, don't stare at me now. I've already said it. You can't be mad. Um, so we are back for the first time in, what, two or three weeks? Yeah, we've had a little bit of a hiatus. Yeah, so. a little bit, yeah. But we but have good reason. We do have, well, not not all of it was good reason. Sometimes we just got distracted. We ended up watching Powerless instead of recording one time. It was a really good show. You should check it out. It was very good. Um, Alan Tudyk is awesome. What was that? Alan Tudyk is awesome. Alan Tudyk is awesome. Alan Tudyk is usually the best thing in whatever he's doing. Yes. Um, But we didn't just watch Powerless. No, we didn't. We also got to play with Mike and Mara's new family member, Leia. I love her. (laughs) Was it like love at first sight? It was. We we got her 
a few weeks ago. She is a 10-week-old German Shepherd um, lab mix. We got her from the... Hey, and there she goes. Yep. She, she is, just said hi. <laughs> she is super cute when she is not overtired and hyper or hyper, So, which is like maybe five minutes out of the day. I was going to say, you got to walk a very thin line there. It's a work in progress, but she's worth it. So where, where did you guys get her from? We got her from the uh, Galveston County um, Rescue Shelter. Oh, okay. I guess um, whoever dropped them off dropped off an entire litter. You know, three boys, two girls, and uh, actually uh, my mother-in-law's boyfriend got her sister. So how long have you had her? Uh, two, three weeks about. Okay, so you're just going st- on the third week. Are you not sleeping yet? Um, The first week was really rough. Um, It's getting better. She's starting to finally calm down in her kennel. She'll whine for five, ten minutes and then crash. Yeah. And we've been... Like Melissa. <laughs> yeah, I need a little nappy nap sometimes. Yeah, she does. We all need a little nappy nap sometimes. God, I miss naps. I wish I was a kid again, so it'd be mandatory. Yeah. Melissa tends to get uh, hangry and slangry. She needs sleep, and it makes her angry when she's not sleeping. Oh, my God. Yes, that is so true. Yeah. I'm I've, I've never heard upset. anyone else that gets angry about being tired. I am super annoyed when I'm tired. Really? Are you you're annoyed or are you angry? Um I'm annoyed when I'm awake. If I'm sleeping and I have to wake up before I want to, I'm pissed. Yeah. You know, I actually this morning I lost an hour of time. I may have been abducted by aliens. I have to I usually have to get up at like seven thirty in the morning. That's um, when I go to bed. <laughs> you have a fucked up sleep schedule, I'm sorry. Yeah. Anyway, go How, on. Well, hang on real quick, because that brings up a, a really valid point. At, at what point do you think you're ever going to be fixed? Like, are you going to be broken for life now? Um, I sure hope not, because eventually I would like to be an adult 9-to-5 job. Yeah, that's everyone's goal, I think. Yeah, so... How long have you been working just nights? Uh, Just nights has been four years. Jesus. I, I had an 8 a.m. class, and I whined about it every day. <laughs> When I was in college. That's way too goddamn early. Yeah. And now I have to be at work at 8 every day. So I, I woke up this morning at like 6.30 because the sun was just coming up. And I uh, I looked at my, my, my phone. I was like, oh, fuck, it's 6.30. I could go right back to sleep. And then I swear, I blinked and it was 7.30. I blinked. That or my phone hadn't updated yet. Yeah, so daylight saving time is not going to be fun for you tomorrow. No, 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 no. Like but, some, oh, and then yeah. So by the time this episode comes out, it will be daylight savings time. Yeah, yeah. Which I would have fucking woken up sucks on yeah. time. Technically, let's go into nerd stuff. So obviously, the big thing is Logan. Yes. Unfortunately, we're terrible nerds, and neither of us have watched it. If we were a better podcast, we would have been there opening night, so we could talk about it the very next episode. We're getting a big send off for Hugh Jackman. We're getting mm-hmm. a big send off for Patrick Stewart. But Ian McKellen doesn't get his. That's my one gripe about this so far. Well, did Ian McKellen say he wasn't going to come back for another X-Men movie? I want to say yes, but I couldn't give you that concrete. Because I thought it was just Patrick Stewart and Hugh Jackman. I can't imagine if his BFF is going to be gone, then Ian McKellen's going to come back. I don't know, man. Money. (laughs) Money. I mean, like... Well, I mean, even Hugh Jackman said that if somehow Marvel gets the rights to... X-Men, he'd come back for a uh, Wolverine Avengers crossover. A Wolverine Avengers crossover? Yeah, or him being in the Avengers. Okay, okay. 
That would be amazing. Well, he he technically is an Avenger. Wolverine is he's everything in, in comics. He is in every team you can think of because he's the most popular character. Thank he's you, nineteen nineties. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, he did have that no nose phase yeah. in the nineties, but when he other got than his, that, well, yeah, when he got his adamantium ripped off and he went uh, barrel. Yeah, that was yeah. just weird. You you girls like he literally lost his nose. Uh, he turned into like this weird ape thing. Yeah. And he always wore, like, a bandana, like, way too low that covered his nose. You know, I really want to talk about Ryan Reynolds' butt. Is there some way we could tie that into this episode? I think we could. Yum. We could, uh, oh, come on, Mike. Don't you can appease me. He is me. a sexy man. Oh, my God, yes. You like it when his ass is all burnt and Deadpoolized? It was not burnt and Deadpoolized. It was smooth and yeah, sculpted. No, yeah. I, sculpted. More than anything, I wanted him to just turn around and press into it the other way, but... Well, you saw that was what was all burnt. Yeah. Yeah, that definitely got fricasseed. All burnt up. All burnt up. Well, I mean, it healed. It's all just, mm, yeah. It's ribbed for your pleasure. That's one way of putting it. That's disgusting. (laughs) Made everybody cringe. Everybody. So it didn't actually say what we're talking about. No. So in front of Logan, which, again, we have still not seen, which makes us horrible people, they put a very unexpected teaser for Deadpool 2. Uh, the highly anticipated sequel to Ryan Reynolds' first foray as the Merc with a Mouth. So, Mike, what did you think of the trailer? It kind of eases some of my doubts with um, the director leaving mm-hmm. mid-shoot. It seems like they still ca- captured the essence of Deadpool. Well, I think that's Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. I think Ryan Reynolds is Deadpool. Um, the same way that... Hugh Jackman was Wolverine. Exactly. I mean, he's made to play that part. Yeah. So, if you haven't seen it, it's a very simple concept. Basically, there's a older man who is being mugged. Spoiler. Uh, yeah, I'm, not, I'm spoiling a teaser. I don't think we've gotten that far. <laughs> um, but uh, an old man is getting mugged, and Ryan Reynolds is walking by in his street clothes. He's not dressed as, as Deadpool. So Wade Wilson is walking Wade Wilson is down walking the street. By. That's right. <laughs> Ryan, look at you, Ryan babe. Reynolds does not look like that. No, he's much uglier. <gasps> How dare you? You get over it. No, Ryan Reynolds is like a god. Wade Wilson is walking along, and someone is being mugged, which, if you notice, I actually thought it was Stan Lee I thought being it was mugged. Too, to begin with. I thought it was Stan Lee in a fat suit being mugged, because the guy had a little bit of a belly. Yeah. Deadpool sees this happening and runs into a phone booth, like another very popular DC character. It even has the theme song from the classic movies. Yes, it does. It, it was an homage to John Williams. But then things go hilariously wrong. Yes. Uh, apparently the Deadpool costume is a little bit more uh, complicated. Yeah, it's got a little few more zippers and buttons. And than pockets. We, and, <laughs> yeah, lots of pockets and pouches. It's a 90s joke, Melissa. In the 90s, uh, especially with a, a, an artist named Robert Liefeld. Who created Deadpool. Who created Deadpool. He loved to put like random pockets and pouches all over his characters, which... Who knows what the hell they kept in those random things. Steroids, apparently. Lots of steroids. Uh, Basically, they were literally one giant pocket with like a strap and a, no, a clasp. You would wear this outside of your clothes like fanny packs for your legs. Ooh, nice. I think that's an untapped market. I think we could probably market that. You know? Not old thigh holsters for whatever. But I think it's a good indicator that they are... uh, on the right track for Deadpool 2. Um, I was kind of sorry to see uh, no cable 
in it because I really want to see what they're doing with that. What, do you, what do you mean no cable? So cable's a, a combo character that a lot of times is paired with Deadpool. Um, and they have been going through like a casting phase and like tons of names have been thrown around, including like Pierce Brosnan, mm. which I don't know if they settled on Pierce Brosnan or not. I don't know if they have. I've heard Pierce Brosnan. I've heard, uh, oh gosh, what's the guy's name from Avatar? I don't remember his name. But the you general know what I'm guy. About. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the Scarface guy, who guy. Might as well be cable in real life. Yes. Like he's got the hair already. He was actually the first person that I saw openly campaigning yeah. to be cable. I saw him, and then shortly after, I actually saw Ron Perlman. Yeah, Ron Perlman would probably have been a good one. Okay, so um, I think most people know who Ron Perlman is, but who are y'all talking about? The guy from Avatar. I don't know Like, his the name. main character? No, no he was the, the, the general that was, he super hated blue people. Okay, so the human. Yes. Okay, the human general, okay. Yeah, the human general with, like, the short cropped hair and, and like. scar across his eye. Okay. Even his giant robot had a giant Bowie knife. It's Stephen Lang. He was the general guy from Avatar? That sounds right. They didn't say anything about Cable, but they did cast Domino. Yeah, I heard about that. I don't know who she is, though. <laughs> um, like, I heard her name. I know her name is Zazie Beats, and she's That is in, a badass name. She, it is, and for a badass character. Mm-hmm. She's in uh, Donald Glover's show Atlanta. I mean, I haven't... Oh! Okay, I know who she is, then. Domino's actually... She's, she's probably, like, top ten. My top ten favorite Marvel characters. She has such an interesting power. Mm-hmm. And it, it's used in such interesting ways. Uh, I, I can't tell... Just off the top of my head, the first thing that jumps in there is there's an episode... An episode? Fuck. There's an issue uh, of, like, X-Force. It's probably X-Force. Yeah, where she was on the covert team with Wolverine and Deadpool, where she drops uh, a mag... As she's parachuting down onto this place, she's trying to yeah. to, to fall into. Do you know the issue I'm talking I think about? I do, but yeah. So the the bullet rolls down uh, the air conditioning chutes, and as the story progresses, she gets caught right underneath the an air conditioning uh, vent, and her gun is empty. And her gun is empty, and that bullet falls from the the AC into her chamber, and she fires it into the bad guy. So her power is basically she somehow manipulates luck so the odds are literally always in her favor yeah and the more dangerous situation it is the more her power increases to help her get out of it so she's kind of awesome not to mention she's got all kinds of spy skills and you know i was those, gonna say like those, it can't all just be luck. No, like it's just no, no, some no. like lazy fat bitch walking around like oh no, look yeah. this sword fell into my hand no 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 it, it, she is also she's highly kind of like trained a- the X-Force's version of Black Widow, if you want to. Yeah, that's actually a pretty good way of handling it. Um, she's the X-Force's Black Widow. Mara's asking via board, since she's not on the podcast, um, is she a bad or evil character? She's, I'd say she's like an anti-hero sometimes. Yeah, most of the time, she's on the side of good. Yes. Yeah, but she, her methods are uh, extreme. She kills people. Yeah. Is she a free agent, or is she on a team? In the movie, she's probably going to be either a free agent or hanging out with Cable, but she is actually on X-Force. I'm assuming she'll be have a bigger role in the X-Force movie that they're talking about making. Yeah, I'm, I think I'm more excited about X-Force than I was when X-Men first came out in the 90s. Yeah. Well, well I guess it would be the 2000s. Yeah, but that well, it was 99, so... Okay, so yeah, we'll, we'll say 90s. But I mean, yeah, because that, 
we didn't know how good superhero movies could be. Mm-hmm. We just saw X-Men's like, oh, how are they going to screw this up? Yeah. And then it happened to be good. Yeah, and they've been talking about they've been talking about how superhero movies are going to the bubble's going to burst on superhero movies and they just keep getting better and better and better. Um I have wrong? a question. Yes. Is X-Force just the X-Men but like extreme kind of? That's a very astute way of kind of putting it. Ooh, I'm astute. Just for that one question. Okay, I'll take it. I mean, uh, X-Force it was kind of like X-Men covert ops when people when they needed to do dirty stuff that wet work. Yeah, that the team that is that sexual? No, no it's bloody blood. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm excited about an X Force movie. Uh, Melissa, do you have any more Deadpool questions? Yeah, I'm really hoping that at some point we'll see full frontal Ryan Reynolds. Well done, dicks do it for you. Right. You know, I made Melissa rewatch that scene like 14 times because she couldn't see his penis. I'm like, it's Ryan Reynolds' penis. It's about a foot long. It's right there. It's burnt to a crisp. Flames circumcised. Deadpool 2 is coming out in 2018? Yes, sir. Okay, well, I'm looking forward to that, and then I'm also looking forward to the X-Force movie whenever that comes out in 20 or... Something that did happen between now and last time we recorded is there was an update for Pokemon. The long-awaited Generation 2 came out. Have you guys been playing at all? We've caught a, I've caught a few. I think all of the uh, common Pokemon, mm-hmm. I think I've already caught and evolved, so... Now instead of catching Pidgeys, I'm catching Hoot Hoots. Yeah, that's really annoying. Because, like, I don't know if you did this. Because, you know, like, we we play Pokemon a lot. Uh, We spent... Moderate amount. A moderate amount of money on on Pokemon. Um, So, whenever you get a lot of Pidgeys, the trick is to level up very quickly. Is to use a lucky egg and then evolve as many Pidgeys as you can. Um, because they only require 12 candy. Right. It's very resource efficient to do that. Um, throwing Hoot Hoots into the mix, it's 25, but having all these new Pokemon are taking the place of those common Pokemon we used to do the XP trick with. Um, so it's getting harder to level up. Right, and seeing as we're already r- relatively high level. Yeah, what level are you now? I'm 24, 25, I think. I- I, I turned 28 yesterday. Level I'm 28 27. yesterday. You're 27. But you're getting close. 27 and three quarters. Is it really? Yeah. Okay. Sorry, babe. Um, but I've actually been taking to playing on my lunch break as a form of not eating. <laughs> as a form of diet. Which is probably not like the healthiest thing. Especially since I'm driving around in my car. I'm not even like walking. Yeah. Uh, so it's like double unhealthy. But um, see, I've been uh, turning on my phone when I take the little one out for walks. So yeah. I'm not really able to catch anything, but mm-hmm. at least I'm, you know, uh, some catching those eggs. Yeah, getting some kilometers and getting some candy from my buddy. Yeah, I get my Gyarados eventually. Oh, you don't have one yet? No, I don't. Ooh, I just did mine. I would like at this whole time, like ever since we first started playing, I always keep the highest level of each Pokemon that right. I catch. So that obviously includes Magikarp. And so I finally got more than 400 candy. So then I had that highest Magikarp and I just leveled them up as much as I could. I ended up with a 2,800 Gyarados. Nice. Yes. A CP 2,800, 20-something. It's pretty, pretty baller. I'm excited. So I am really enjoying... Pokemon again after they added all the new Pokemon. 
it made me remember from playing like gold and silver when generation two came out. It made me remember how disappointed I was in this generation though. Like you have a lot of very similar Pokemon to their animal counterparts. It's like they didn't tweak them enough. It's like straight up, you have a dragonfly. Right. Does it evolve into a super dragonfly? No. No. His name's Dragonfly. He's a dragonfly. His name is like Yanam. No, yeah. yeah. No one gives a shit. Like, what does that even fucking mean? Or Some of them Stantler just have really... just a deer. Yeah, it's basically a deer. I mean, you had a few of those in the old one. Like, Tauros is a bull. Yeah, a bull with three tails. Yeah, okay. But even the other, you know, real life... Real life? Real life Pokemon? Well, the real life analogy yeah. Pokemon, like Kangaskhan... They're different enough to where it's like, okay, I get this, a kangaroo, but mm-hmm. it's obviously not a kangaroo. Yeah. But no, no, no. In the, in the Gen 2, I feel like they just ripped off a few animals, and then there are animals that they name. Okay, so this is actually my, my beef. If you say a Pokemon from Generation 1, their name, you almost can picture what that Pokemon looks like after yeah. hearing their name. Charmander. So you got char in there. So you know there's something to do with fire. And then mander, it's some kind of fire lizard. Yeah. Okay? You can kind of do that. Can you tell me what a chinchu is? Yeah, I don't know that one. Yeah, it, Chikorita. Some, huh? Chikorita. You sounds think... like a ban- banana. <laughs> Chiquita banana. No, I, think it, I think you're right. I think it sounds like a little, like, cheep, 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 like a little Now, I will say Cyndaquil. They did okay with the yeah. starters. Cyndaquil, Totodile, Totodile. Yeah, I mean these are all. I mean Totodile, like eh, it's a crocodile mixed with Toto from The Wizard of Oz. But uh, other than that, um, I don't know. I just, I just feel it was it was not as concentrated an effort. I can't imagine how diluted the next generation's guy. Because after Gold and Silver, that was my stopping point. Oh really? Yeah, I didn't go after that. I only played Blue, so these are all totally new to me. That's not true, but for some reason you black out. Uh, the year that I I bought both of us a Game Boy and uh, I bought myself X and you Y. I don't think I played. Baby, we beat it together. I don't, I don't it believe happened. that. It happened. I I'm did not you, play she, X and Y. She what forgot Pokemon a were year of us together. Oh, I've forgotten way more than a year. <laughs> I like can't remember a lot of my childhood. That's unrelated. But this was like six years ago. And I'm sorry, it wasn't X and Y, it was black and white. Black and white? Like, what Pokemon? Name some of the Pokemon. Oh, I honestly, I couldn't. Yeah, I have no idea. Because, and that's kind of the problem. Yeah, exactly. Like, I'm so attached to that Gen 1 and my childhood that I couldn't attach to these new Pokemon. I mean, I'm sure Keith would disagree, but... Yeah, Keith, Keith, because I saw a picture on some sort of social media where he caught all of the Pokemon in yeah, the new game. He has a living Pokedex. He has like... a living Pokedex, which basically means he owns... One version of every single Pokemon across all the games. He wow. didn't just like get one and evolve it and has the final evolutions of each. Yeah, he has every the iteration, first one, the middle one, and the final evolution of every Pokemon. The time it had to have taken to do that is yeah. mind-boggling. Thousands of hours, thousands. And I can only and he imagine. Still finds the time to be in better shape than we are. <laughs> Much better shape. Um, if you don't know who Keith is, he was one of our first guests actually. Yeah. He's a wrestler for the... Reality of Wrestling. Reality of Wrestling. Thank you. Um, uh, One thing I do want to talk about in the second generation are the new special items you need. I've yet to even see one. You are in the majority of people then. 
because apparently the drop rate, according to like Silk Road, who they do a lot of the the data hacking and hacking data mining data mining and and uh code reading and they're thinking that there's a drop rate of around 0.4 percent jesus it's insane and and that is actually on the higher end of the estimates that i've seen i'm honestly surprised if it's that low they haven't thrown them in the store yet i don't think they would do that but i think that they will be special events um I think there will be a special event where it comes into play, and it'll be a little bit easier to get them. No, there's going to have to be. Yeah, they're going to have to do something, um, because as it is, it's it's honestly it's kind of broken. Uh, I've only yeah. received, uh, I've spun dozens, hundreds maybe of Pokestops, and I've gotten one item, and it's it's a Pokemon that it's uh, for a Porygon, and I only have one Porygon. Yeah. So I need like forty-seven candy to. Uh, I guess to somebody's about to be your buddy. Yeah, yeah. After the Stratini, I, I, yeah. Special items though, I I think are broken right now. Um, I also heard, well, I think in the, in the same article that they're um, thinking about doing migrations for the regional Pokemon. I really hope they do, or at least an adv- event where you could get them because. I'm never. I'm not going to Australia anytime soon. No, no. I'd really like a Kangaskhan. I, I would love a Kangaskhan or a, a, a far-fetched. far-fetched. Far-fetched apparently is in Japan only. Yeah. No, you said New Zealand. Yeah, um, I, I may have had, been, had it wrong. I think it's New Zealand. Oh, is it? Well, fuck. Maybe then, I had it right the first time. I think Mr. Mime was in Japan. Maybe. No, Mr. Mime is uh, Europe. Okay. Yeah, because uh, a buddy of ours went to Africa and stopped over in Europe and just happened to catch one, like, at the edge of the area that they couldn't go past. <laughs> in the airport? In the airport uh, for nice. the layover. So it's like he was, like, holding his phone out beyond a line or beyond a barrier, and it just happened to pop up right there. That's just crazy how you can do that. Yeah. Well, I I actually have a Facebook friend in uh, in Australia. Hi, Neil, if you're listening. Um, and I totally thought about like I kind of trust him. I'll send, send him my ID. send him my ID and your Gmail and my my Gmail password. Then you can get his and you can catch him a Tauros. That's exactly what. I, yeah, exactly. That's the trick. I trade him a Tauros for a Kangaskhan. Since and they then, haven't put in trading for real yet. Yeah, we we got we we got to work through a system somehow. Hey, I'm just gonna throw this out there. I don't think Niantic listens to this podcast. No, I don't think so either. I'm just speculating. But one day. It'll be used against us. The NSA. In a Pokemon They're court. totally listening. Not Niantic. <laughs> um, hey, some people are listening. Derek Robinson uh, replied to my tweet. That was cool. Yeah, you know what? I've been liking, uh, I've been liking some of the attention we've been getting. Uh, Harris Democrats followed us today. Nice. So the, yeah. For those of you know, who don't know, Derek Robinson is the uh, artist for Transmetropolitan, my favorite uh, graphic novel series yeah. for those of you who don't know what harris democrats is it's the democrats of harris county in texas yeah which is the county that houston lives in yeah. so it's kind of kind of a big deal kind of i mean they only follow a thousand people and we're one of them so only a thousand only a thousand you know hey, i, you I know, wonder if there's all of houston that's when you think about it that's not a pretty lot of elite no there are dozens of us <laughs> uh it, it was kind of cool but at the same time like I saw that pop up, and I went, they don't know what we're all about. No. <laughs> they, they, they don't know. They saw, they saw on the left. left. They saw on the left, and they were like, we need to follow those people. Despite, you know, I'm going to cut it out, but earlier we were talking about how Mara pushed a dog out of her vagina. So, I think we cut that. I think you need to 
Yeah. I got you. Okay. I think the drop rate for the special items is great because it's motivating people to keep playing. And I think in like a couple months, they should start slowly increasing the drop rate. So it's like addictive. Like, oh my God, I got this really rare thing. They're going to pull a wow. Yeah. We don't speak of wow in this house. <laughs> you know, that's the one game. Like, Melissa will let me do. She's very liberal with me. But, uh, <laughs> no pun intended. Um, she's very liberal with me. Like, she lets me get away with a lot of stuff. I can't play WoW. I'm literally banned from playing WoW. Is there a history behind this? No. I don't even like those kind of games. I wouldn't yeah, play I just, WoW if they paid me to play WoW. I made up this you're rule. You're not allowed to? You kind of want to? I kind of fucking do. Every time I'm in Best Buy or Fries, I take a picture of myself with the, the uh, a WoW box, like, putting it on the check, the register. Like, uh, uh. Is she going to break up with me? Even though fucking WoW is free to level, like, what, 70 now or some shit? It's a crazy like high amount because nobody plays anymore. And by nobody, I mean hundreds Millions. of thousands of playing people play it still. It's just we don't see them because yeah, they're always at home. We don't hang out with those people. Um, at the conventions, they they usually stay in the corner. And anytime anybody flips a light on, they scurry. I don't so know. I think that might be an interesting idea. I mean, it, it, I will say I'm more motivated to play. And spend Pokestops because I need those items. And I think even just going out to all the regular places that we go to play, there's a lot more people now than there were, you know, a month ago. Yeah. How long has Gen 2 been out? Oh. About a month. Really? Has it been that long? It's probably been like two or three weeks. Yeah, because we went to the first night we went to Walter Hall. Yeah. The first night that we skipped the podcast. Yeah, that that was our, that was the, the first episode that we missed. We um, did it for you. We did it for research. We did. We we wanted to be able to talk very knowledgeably about Gen Two on this podcast. Like, fuck Logan, but you know, yeah, yeah, fuck the stuff that's breaking records for attendance and stuff right now. We'll Let's talk there. about a phone game. Yeah, want to talk um, about Fire Emblem after this? <laughs> um, as a sort of apology, and because it's fun as hell. I thought it would be nice to play uh, a bit of From the Halls of Obscurity on this episode. We're going to hit record this time, we promise. Yeah. I'm back. Um, so if you didn't t- tune in to the very last episode that came out, episode 16, which is uh, not jokingly titled, uh, always press record. Because in that episode, Bill and I uh, played an, uh, this exact same version of From the Halls of Obscurity and I forgot to press record. So everything we had done that, that night for the game was not recorded. So I thought it would be nice to play the game again with, with Mike and, and uh, Melissa and see if they can beat Bill's score of six whole points. So after the break, we'll play a little uh, from the Halls of Obscurity and then go into politics and uh, then maybe have another surprise game. Yeah, sounds okay. fun. It's Two not a games. surprise if you tell them. Well, that forget that I said anything. You're in a zombie apocalypse. You have one weapon, and it's not a gun. What is it? Like a scythe, a car, grenades, like a flare gun, maybe piranhas. <laughs> bat, a bat, baseball bat, hands down, machete. It's obviously a lobo. Uh, loppers? Slingshot. <gasps> yeah! Like a ground-mounted slingshot that shoots bricks. 
Catch the seven deadly questions on The Basement on a Hill. Hear all new episodes every Tuesday. The Basement on a Hill. Horror and comedy for people who hate horror comedies. back with nerds on the left and we are about to play a from the halls of obscurity game with melissa and mike um if you haven't played before or if you've never heard us play before from the old long box small talk podcast um this is the way it works i have five characters on these pieces of paper some of them i've made up out of my head some of them are just obscure characters that you may or may not have heard of from Marvel, any of the any of the publishers. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to go ahead and give you the name of the character, then the company that created them, and the year they debuted. And you were to tell me first if they're, what their power would be based on their name and a short bio that I read. And then you were to tell me if they are real or fake. So it's five characters, two points per character. Any questions? No, I'm, I'm familiar this. with it from the old podcast, so I'm good. And I, I'm pretty certain that I'm going to win. Oh, big words from Melissa, Mike. Well, we'll see. You do have the advantage. Cause you know what the hell's going on, but. <laughs> I think you'll I think pick I it up pretty quick. I think I'll be all right. I think, I think I my think biggest right. advantage is that I know Rodney. <laughs> So I will say this. Whenever I create these, I try to trick you. Okay. So there may be details in there that you're not necessarily expecting or, you know, some things may be slightly tweaked. If they're a created character, you may be like, ah, maybe I've heard of that before. So uh, I am trying to actively make you look bad. Okay. Sounds um, good. This is the exact same game that Bill and I played last episode that wasn't recorded, but he scored six points out of ten. Okay. With wow. this same game. So he did slightly better than if he had just blindly guessed. Okay. Well, let's let's get started. All right. Uh, Melissa ready? Melissa ready. Mike ready? As I'll ever be. All right. And this is from the Halls of Obscurity. I think you woke up the dog. <laughs> yeah. This one, uh, the very first character. His name is Joystick. They are from Marvel, and they debuted in 1995. So I'm going to read a little bio about Joystick, and then you're going to tell me what her power would be, and uh, then if they are real or fake. Okay. First appearing in The Amazing Scarlet Spider number 2, Joystick was one of many superpowered contestants in a battle royal-type tournament called The Great Game. The Great Game was stopped before a winner was decided, but Joystick wasn't done yet. She went from being a prisoner of the Thunderbolts to a member. Their trust in Joystick was misplaced, however, and she betrayed them to the Masters of Evil. Joystick Marvel 1995. What would her powers be? So just based on clues in her bio and her name, what, what do you think her powers would be? Hmm. Is this going for both of us? I, I'm going to ask you and then Ma uh, Melissa. Okay. Melissa, be thinking. Hmm. Just what what jumps into your mind first? I mean, joystick makes me think video games, so I'm maybe it's like some sort of virtual reality manipulation. Okay, so she was in some sort of fighting tournament. So yeah. 
I'm thinking she might have some sort of fighting powers. Melissa, what do you think? I was thinking she has like expert stratagem okay. powers. Okay. There are definitely superheroes with that. Joystick sounds like some sort of like virtual reality thing, but I don't think so. Maybe like heightened reflexes. Joystick wears two gauntlets that create blue energy batons. She also has superhuman speed, strength, and stamina given to her by the Grand Master that is on par with the Scarlet Spider. So, um, Mike, is she real or fake? Uh, real. Melissa? Fake. Melissa gets zero points, unfortunately, because oh, no. that character is real. And Mike, I'm going to go ahead and give you two points because you both got the character was real and you said that she had heightened reflexes, heightened reflexes, which she does have superhuman speed, strength and stamina. Um, Yay. The second character's name is Love Sausage. They're from Dynamite Entertainment from 2007. And Garth Enos's The Boys, Love Sausage, was, was one part of Glorious Five-Year Plan, a social team of now-retired superheroes. Vasily Voryshikin is now a humble bartender. He was indispensable in the fight against Little Nina and her Compound V-created super army. So Love Sausage, is he? what is Love Sausage's power? I don't even know the words that you said. Like none of that makes sense to me. So I'm just gonna I'm just gonna take a guess and say that he wraps people in a casing. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So zero points for Melissa. Uh Mike. Um crap, I've read the boys. You've read the boys, so <laughs> This is where it really starts to play with your head. It does, yes. Because did I make up a character and stick it in the boys? And make it sound plausible. Uh-huh. Or is that a real character with a real power? That's the thing. The only thing I remember about the boys, they all had this relatively the same powers because of the compound. It was just super strength and somewhat invulnerability, right? You tell me, sir. God damn it. Um... Love sausage. I'm going to say mind control. Mind control. Sure, why not? Okay. Um, Love sausage's superpower appears to be that he is extremely well endowed. Uh, He is super strong and durable. God damn it, I should have went with the other one. Totally. Uh, This being the case, he cannot run straight whilst, whilst aroused and describes large female breasts to be his kryptonite. So based on that, Melissa, is he real or fake? Fake. Real. He's real. Melissa, once again, is walking away with zero points. Mike, you were up to... Three. He got two points last time. Yeah. One point this time. No, no, no. I'm just keeping track. Halfway to Bill. Halfway to Bill. On question two. On question two, you're right. You are doing actually excellent. Um, This third one, Dead Knight. And it's spelled with a K. Uh, Dead Knight, K-N-I-G-H-T. Marvel 1971. Melissa, are you paying attention? Dead Knight, originally created by Bram Stoker for Dracula's series sequel, Guest of Dracula. Uh, He was adapted for Marvel's horror comic, Tomb of Darkness. Dead Knight, a brave soldier that attempted to avenge his village decimated by vampires. Dead Knight is now a slave to Dracula's every whim. His body was burned and magically imbued with power from the masterful Count. 
The ashes of the dead knight are contained in a small leather pouch and can be summoned by Dracula at a moment's notice of danger to the master vampire. Melissa. What dead are, knight. His powers is that he can be summoned from ash. I think that's a... I don't have that power. I mean, that's... If that's what Fair you want to go with, I will say I'd like a little more from you. Okay, uh, then let's see. So he's a spirit. I say he can possess people. Okay. Mike. I think either, I think he can't be re-killed. Okay, so like an immortal kind of yeah. dust man. Or if he dies, uh, or if he gets killed, his body gets destroyed, he can just be summoned right back as long as his ashes are still intact. I think the Winchesters could probably fix that. Yeah, salt and burn the ashes. Uh, the ashes of the night spew out of the pouch in a cloud and animates an eight-foot-tall set of unstoppable ebony armor standing in Dracula's throne room. This armor is dark n- as night, but thanks to Dracula's powers, stronger than modern steel. Melissa, what was yours again? That he could possess people. I'm actually, I'm going to give you a point. I'm going to give you a pity point because he possesses that Armor. armor. I will give you, but it is a pity point. There's an Mm -hmm. asterisk next to that point. Uh, Mike, you said that he was pretty much unstoppable. I'm going to go ahead and give you a point as well. Okay. Uh, Now, the question is, is he real or fake? Uh, Fake. Melissa? Melissa gets her second point, and Mike gets an additional point. Two points. Mike, you were just destroying this, sir. So what, what gave it away? Um, the Bram Stoker part, I didn't think, uh... Really? Yeah. Because he actually did do sequels. Really? But did he have a Dead Knight in it? No. I mean, I made that part up. Yeah. Uh, but that's me trying to trick you. That's me trying to be clever. Uh, character four is Major Bummer from DC 1997. Star of his own extremely short-lived book in the late 90s, Major Bummer lasted only 15 issues. On the letters page of the last issue, editor Pete Tomasi was extremely blunt, and I quote, Sales were bad, and there was just no way to keep this book going. Major Bummer, DC, 1997. What's his power? I think he makes people want to kill themselves. I'm sorry, I have more description. Oh. I'm sorry. Uh... 19-year-old Lou Martin was given powers by mere chance. As an experiment, two alien college students sent Extreme Enhancement Packages, or EEPs, through the mail to give worthy students a set of superpowers. The package was destined for Martin Lewis, an extremely gifted lawyer and philanthropist, but instead was sent to the lazy slacker Lou Martin. Using his newfound powers, Lou joined other transformed Lou joined others transformed by the EEPs to fight against evils such as the Nazi dinosaur, Tyrannosaurus Reich, and others. Melissa. Okay, so it was meant for a lawyer. So I think... So it seems like it was meant for someone worthy. Right. Yeah. So I think he can talk someone into something. Like mind manipulation? Yes. Okay. That's kind of what I think too, but just to be different, I'll say like can 
sense and manipulate pheromones. Okay, mind manipulation and pheromones. Uh, Major Bummer was gifted with extreme intelligence and superhuman strength, but due to his laziness, he could only use his superhuman intelligence levels either subconsciously or while extremely focused. So, I think we're overthinking this, Mike. I think yeah. you might be. Maybe a bit. Uh, so zero points on that one. Um, now the real question is: he real or fake? I'm going to say real. Fake. Are you saying that just to be different, Mike? No, fake. You think it's fake? Yeah. It's real. Really? The last and final one, which, how many points do you have now, Mike? Five. Mike is up to five points. He only needs to get one more to tie Bill, two more to beat him. Uh, Melissa, you're doing really good. I have three. That's that's good. That's better than some of Bill's games on That is true. Bill actually scored a one, one time. Um, that was a horrible game. Uh, this last one is Dr. Sleepless. Doctor being spelled D-O-K-T-O-R. Um, this is from Avatar Press in 2007. Dr. Sleepless, a.k.a. John Reinhardt, a.k.a. Science Jesus, a.k.a. Professor Zero, returns to his hometown of Heavenside after a three-year exile. As a child, as a child, he watched his parents' souls being eaten by a 10th dimensional being. Out of spite, he decides to destroy the world instead of allowing these beings to use the Earth as a planet-sized snack bar, effectively starving them to death. Dr. Sleepless purposely instigates the Grinders, a future counterculture movement, into doing most of the destruction for him, but he does supply them with weapons, including St. Teresa's eyes. Melissa. I could tell you were focused and paying attention. I was. I just... I have no idea... So, Dr. Sleepless. So, it does seem like he's kind of an instigator. What do you think? Might go first. I think magic. <laughs> Wait, hang on. We got a pass for the first time in, in From the Halls of Obscurity. I'm going to say magic. Magic. Yep. Okay. Melissa. That's really vague. That's super vague. But he's wrong, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> I'm going to say invisibility. I know nothing on there indicated that. Doctor, I, I think we were overthinking it before. Well, uh, Dr. Sleepless is a rich super genius that is just a tad bit insane. He creates technologically advanced super weapons like St. Teresa's Eyes, a bioweapon that causes anyone infected to hallucinate angels. But I will say, I didn't write it on here because it was a minor power, but he has light manipulation powers as well. Yeah, like there's there, there's this whole subplot. Point. <laughs> Do I get the point or not? No, of course you don't. Because uh, I didn't put it on the paper. So no point for you. Um, but is he real or fake? Melissa, this is your chance to redeem yourself. Okay, like there was a lot in that description uh-huh. that did not sound like your writing. Like the way it was written. Mm-hmm. But the topic like the plots i definitely know where you drew those plot points from so i'm gonna say fake as tits fake as tits okay Uh, i'm gonna go real melissa is a real character really it is 
Um, but I like the way that that my mind games played with you a little bit. Yeah, I liked it. Yeah, that that was all uh, Avatar Press. So, uh, Mike, you have officially tied Bill's score, and Melissa has three points. That's not bad. You did better than expected. Thank you for having read like three comic books in my entire life. Oh, then you did amazing. Right? For only three comic books in your entire life? First off, I need to get you more comics. I won't read them. So I I think for politics, I wanted to kind of stay in Texas this episode. So maybe we can talk about some bills that are coming up. Just stay away from just one week without the cheat. One week without saying the T word. It just triggers my gag reflex. Anyway, let's let's do some stuff that we can directly affect. Yeah. So, Melissa, I know there were a couple of bills coming down that you talked about in your recent uh, band meeting, Bay Area New Democrats. Yeah. That you were president of. Yeah. So, um, there. The meeting. Huh. When is the next meeting? We meet the second Wednesday of every month at the Freeman Library in the children's room. Uh, Freeman Library is at on Bay Area Boulevard and Diana Lane in Clear Lake, the Clear Lake area. Um, we meet um, around 6.30, 6.45 is when we start. We got to set up the chairs and stuff. So as soon as everything's all set up, we start. But Melissa and I are there every month, and you yeah. should be too. The awesomeness is already there. You just got to bring yourself. Yeah. I mean, if you want to get involved and register voters and educate your fellow Democrats in Texas – um, it's a, it's a great little place that we found basically an accident, and now Melissa's the president of the club. Yeah, that's how I roll. I stumble in, and then I just take over. <laughs> Bitches get stuff done. She's a conqueror. So there are two bills that our club has voiced that they were interested in following. These are Texas bills. So there's SB6, Senate Bill 6, and that's the bathroom bill that probably a, a most people know about, they've heard about. So that's the, kind of the Texas version of the North Carolina bill that's caused exactly. so much controversy. And in fact, the lieutenant governor for North Carolina came to Texas to advocate for it. You know, talking about how wonderful it is. Well, at the same time, in his cur- in his home state, there he's working to repeal it because it has cost their state hundreds of millions of dollars, like over six hundred million dollars. Um, like the NCAA pulled out their March Madness games, mm-hmm. and they will play no playoff games in North Carolina until the the bathroom bill goes away. Um, anyway, so in well, Texas- that's NCAA. So that's also football and cheerleading and. Yeah, it's not the NCAA is all college sports. And mm-hmm. Am I saying the right thing? Yeah, no, March okay. Madness. Yeah, you're okay. right. March that, Madness is a part of that. That's okay. but it's it's bigger than just March Madness. NCAA it's all sports. Is more or less their okay. biggest thing. So, for those of you guys who don't know exactly what it is, the provisions in it say that in public in public restrooms, you have to use the bathroom that is the the gender. Well, technically, it's the sex that's on your birth certificate. So what genitalia you had on your birth certificate. And in Texas, we only have male and female options. We don't have an intersex option. So at birth, if you're born with um, vague sexual organs, then they kind of pick one for you. And so that's the one that you're stuck with. A lot of people don't know that. That yeah. if, if, if you are born with or hermaphroditic or partially hermaphroditic, a lot of times your parents and the doctor choose a sex for you. Yeah. And that may or may not be the sex that you actually are. 
Um, so as you grow, you have a lot of, of confusion as to who you are. Right. Because your body may actually produce hormones for both sexes. Yeah. Or the opposite sex than what your parents chose. Anyway, so we're kind of going off track with this. But, yes. Um, so, and so there have been some revisions uh, where they're thinking that what's most likely to get passed, if the bill does get passed, is that they would whittle it down to just um, municipal buildings the restrooms in municipal buildings and the restrooms and changing areas in public schools, which is devastating for those students that are in already such a delicate situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So these would be children who are transgendered, transgender. Right. So if you imagine um, some of the more popular celebrities that are transgendered, you may know Laverne Cox. She was in orange is the new black. She would have to use the men's restroom. If you saw her walking into a men's restroom, you'd say, okay, why is this lady in the men's restroom? You wouldn't know what her genitalia is. And in fact, she hasn't come out and said publicly, you know, what her genitalia is. That's because it's nobody's business. Exactly. It's nobody's fucking business what genitalia you are. So if she walks in the men's restroom, you say, oh, there's something off about this. If she were to walk in the women's restroom, no one would bat an eye. Not at all. Just to play devil's advocate. What would you think to the people who say this is much to do about nothing? No one's going to be standing there looking to see. If it's much to do about nothing, then there shouldn't be a bill on the books. It's a waste of time and taxpayer money. Right. Where I think where this becomes the biggest issue is in schools because those are the kids that they all grew up together. They and know. so they know. They know when someone transitions because it's probably a big deal. You know, it's probably, you know, one, one of the only kids that they've known growing up that has transitioned. And so those are the kids that are already have the highest suicide rate of any demographic. Mm-hmm. And so you're really just singling them out. You're saying we don't support you. You know, it's it's literally pinpointing those students and making a big deal about it. And it also threatens the funding for that school district if they don't follow this policy which is is the most damning thing about all of this exactly so if even if your area is more liberal leaning and you choose not to follow you can be punitively damaged through your budget so correct me if i'm wrong isn't greg abbott actually against this he has has specifically abstained from making comment yeah i wonder why that is Probably because it's bad for business. Like, it's a bad idea for Texas, but he doesn't want to come out and look like a liberal because just, you know, money-wise. So he's just letting Patrick take the heat is what you're thinking? I I think he doesn't think it's going to get passed because a lot of people are saying this is probably just like a smokescreen because there's a lot, a lot of other shit that's going through uh, the Texas legislature this but session. this is attention grabbing. Exactly. Yeah. It's it's definitely, it's flashy. You know, it's sexy. We're talking about genitalia. We're talking about, um, you know, transgender hot button issue. The state Congress actually did a public hearing where a Texas pastor stood up. And, uh, you know, I mean, he was just a normal looking guy. He had a full beard. And uh, he stood in front of a, a crowd and basically said, I'm transgender. I was born a woman. Would you want me to go into the room the the bathroom that your wife uses i mean do you think that this would be a bigger distraction and a bigger safety public safety thing that i was in the bathroom or that a woman went into the bathroom right and the reality is regardless what bathroom that gentleman uses i'm sure he's not in there to molest anybody 
Yeah. But it's the hubbub that they're making out of it. And they're making it out to be like there's, you know, all this rampant problem of perverts in the women's restroom. When in fact, like the number is statistically insignificant. I think the funny thing is, this is the same argument they rail against when we use it for guns. Right. Yeah. Just because we make it Ill- illegal doesn't mean that the criminals won't still do it. Like, okay, well, it's illegal now and nobody fucking does it. So why would you make it additionally illegal? Okay, so the other bill that we've been following is Senate Bill 3, and that is the school choice bill. And so essentially what that is is it gives parents the ability to pull their child from public school and place them into a charter school, taking with them X dollars. See, I've heard a lot less about this. Right. less A lot less people are talking about it because everybody's talking about the bathroom bill. Which, by the way, the bathroom bill passed the Senate committee. So its next step is to be debated on the Senate floor and to be voted on. And then it'll go to the House, you know, if it passes. Do you um, think Abbott's going to veto it? I haven't heard anything that would make me think that he would veto it. But I've heard more saying that it probably won't pass the House. So it might pass the Senate. But it likely won't pass the House. So it's switched in Texas? It goes through the Senate first? It depends on which... Where the bill originated. originates. And it may... Some bills have companion bills that start in the other House at the same time so that they can get passed quicker. Um, but I don't think this one has a companion bill. So um, SB3, the school choice bill, um, like I said, so it, it gives parents opportunity to take money from the public school system and put it towards charter schools. And it's... It's a the re, the biggest problem about it is they keep saying like oh public schools aren't doing their job they're not doing their job so they created this problem they defunded public education for so many years and now they're standing around all confused they don't understand why well, is this failing exactly why is this failing what's the problem here um you guys have been the problem this whole time so they're coming up with this fake solution which will further defund public education and basically crumble the system because every dollar is precious in the public education system and so as more parents even if it's you know a small percentage of the parents that funding loss is still devastating for the schools let me ask you a question do you feel like you got a good education not through great. public school not great Really? Um, but I don't think the problem was the fact that it was a public school. I think the problem was um, I went to a poorer school district, so I think they didn't pay teachers very well, so we didn't allure good teachers. And I also feel like we focused so much on testing. So much of our school went to those those state tests, the STAR test, the tax test, the TOS test, you know, that we had a bunch of these different tests that we had to take throughout school. And then once we took those tests, they stopped teaching us. I mean, like we would legitimately stop reading chapters in our textbooks two months before school let out. We're only in school nine months of the year and we spend maybe seven months of it actually learning stuff. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of time lost and a lot of time dedicated to rewarding students because they took this test when it really shouldn't be the focus on the test. It should be a focus on reading the chapters and having strong discourse about them, some critical thinking. I know when I got into college, the first 
one of the first few things the professor would ask, he would say something and say, what would you think? And all of us would just sit there dumbfounded. Duh. Uh, yeah. They didn't teach. What do you mean? Th- think for ourselves. It's not on the, it's not on the test. We don't know. Exactly. I took all advanced classes in high, you know, all throughout school. And I was in high school taking pre AP and AP classes. And my homework was find the answers in the book, find the answers in the book memorize these dates like that's not critical thinking related to history that's not talking about the people's history in world war ii you know why is that relevant well that's way more relevant than the dates of shit of the specific battles so do you feel like charter schools may be an option uh well okay so on paper you know in theory yeah, charter schools, they'll have smaller class size. They have a lot more flexibility. Mm-hmm. But in reality, whenever you actually look at the research on the performance of students, mm-hmm. uh, they are, they're worse off than public schools. So they have less funding and they have smaller class size. Or I'm sorry, public school has less funding and a larger class size, but their students still outperform charter school and private school students. I've especially when you consider, because some studies say, oh, no, charter schools and private schools, they do much better. But those are, this is kind of what Al Franken was talking about. Those are static assessments. Those are not dynamic assessments. The difference Mm -hmm. is one is a snapshot. At any given point in time, how are they performing? Versus a dynamic assessment, which measures growth. So children who are in private school and charter school likely started out better than those kids in public school did because they're you know, wealthier, they're more affluent families. And so they may have had more private tutoring. They may have had, you know, better opportunities growing up. Like they went to space camp or something. So this is basically something that Republicans have always believed in, but because of uh, Betsy DeVos's confirmation, mm-hmm. it's something that's finally being brought up. Yeah. It's in a states. legitimate reality. It just kind of seems like it's almost, um, Legally reinstituting segregation almost. Yes, it has a lot to do with the opportunity that these students have. They try to say, oh, this opens up opportunity for everybody. When that's not true, giving them the opportunity to go to a charter school that is a low-performing charter school, but it's the only charter school in the area, and you're sold on this idea that it's supposed to be better than public school, and then you're actually failing those students. Those students go through and they learn less than the the children that stay in public school. The way they're talking about giving people grants to get into private and charter schools, um, but they're not giving enough to actually afford the charter school. No, it's really like $1,600 a year or something. That's not even close to a good private school tuition. Yeah. I mean, not even a middle-of-the-road tuition. I mean, that that wouldn't even afford a daycare, Mm -hmm. honestly, for these kids. So they're not even setting up their own program for success. No, and the problem is is that they're so out of touch, and the senators, you know, in at our national level and at our state level, they're so out of touch with with the actual, you know, what we're doing, what middle class America and lower class America has to put up with. They're like, oh yeah, that'll be plenty. That'll get them enough. That'll get them far enough. They can definitely afford some nice public schools, <laughs> or they just don't fucking care. See, that's kind of my thing. I don't. Do you think it's that they're out of touch, or do you think this is, hey, we're going to give this to our rich friends to get them away from the poor people, just give them a little more incentive to go somewhere else? I think it's a lot of both. I just So it's dangerous for the future of our kids. It definitely puts us down the wrong path. So far, it hasn't been any action on SB3 that I've seen, the school choice bill. 
Um, but those, there are plenty more that we are following, just not as closely as these two. These are the two that um, people have expressed that they, they have the most interest in. So those are the two bills that we're watching closely in Texas. So if you are opposed to either one, please call our Texas congressmen and senators and make your voice heard. I also thought it would be really nice, since we did miss so many episodes, to do a giveaway for our loyal listeners and fans. So I made up a new game. This one's called Noddle's Secret Answer. The way it works is there's I have eight trivia questions here. The first letter of each answer spells out the secret answer. Um, the first person to tweet us the secret answer at nerds on the left, um, will receive a free steam code for gone home. Uh, gone home is an eerie story about a woman coming back from her childhood home and finding it empty. Um, so you kind of just explore this family's house and go through all their belongings. And eventually you get kind of the idea of a story happening. Um, but it's a very short game, but it's well worth uh, a playthrough. So um, the first person to answer these, the first person to give us the secret answer on the Nerds on the Left Twitter will receive a free copy of Gone Home. Question number one: Name of the shared DC Marvel imprint that put out a 1996's Dark Claw Adventures, among many others. Number two, debuting in X-Forces issue number 116 and dead by issue 128, this teleporting hero's dying wish was to change up the name of X-Force to X-Statics. S-T-A-T-I-X. All right, the spelling counts on this one, so be careful. Number three, Thaddeus Thunderbolt Ross is typically depicted with what rank in the U.S. military? Political question! What French word from the 1640s means a decisive political act, but popularly restricted to the overthrow of a government? Number five, this cosmic entity serves as the supreme judge and oversees the balance in the Marvel Universe. Number six, recently announced as a brand new character coming to Injustice 2, this green giant could be called anything but gentle. See, I like reading them like that. Number seven, how many rings does the Iron Man villain, the Mandarin, have? Number eight, raised in Lubbock, Texas, this artist is best known for his work in Kingdom Come. So answer these, write down your answers and take the first letter from each of your answers, mix them up, and you'll get our secret answer. Text us that secret answer at nerds on the left. To win a Steam code... For Gone Home, an eerie story about a woman coming back to her childhood home and finding it empty. Where is everyone? The family is a true star of the game, and your main objective as a player is to learn as much about the inner workings of the family as possible. It's a story that only takes about two to three hours to finish, but it sticks with you long after the credits have rolled. That's all we've got today. Thanks for listening. Uh, don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Nerds on the Left, Facebook, Nerds on the Left, Instagram, Nerds on the Left, Nerds on the Left.com, Nerds on the Left.com. We've got fun stuff there, I assume. 
We've got a, t- a Tumblr that we never update. Yeah, Tumblr. I mean, we are all over the internet not updating our social media. <laughs> We're just taking up space. So follow us. Um, thanks for listening. I'm Melissa. I'm Rodney. I'm Mike. Keep it nerdy. We also got to play with Mike and Mara's new family member, Leia. The I puppy. Love her. <laughs> was it like love at first sight? It was. Oh. Do you need a t- an actual towel? No. Because your friend threw fucking paper towels at you? No bleach or hand sanitizer. No, just paper towels. It's vomit on her. <laughs> she got vomited on. In the meantime, you were saying how cute your dog was. Intermission with Melissa. Alabama, Alaska, Arizona, Arkansas, California, Colorado, Connecticut, Delaware, Florida, Georgia, Hawaii, Idaho, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Kentucky, Louisiana, Maine, Maryland, Massachusetts, Michigan, Minnesota, Mississippi, Missouri, Montana, Nebraska, Nevada, New Hampshire, New Jersey, New Mexico. New York, North Carolina, North Dakota, Ohio, Oklahoma, Oregon, Pennsylvania, Rhode Island, South Carolina, South Dakota, Tennessee, Texas, Utah, Vermont, Virginia, Washington, West Virginia, Wisconsin, Wyoming, North, South, East, West, and our calm objective opinion, Texas is the best of the 50 nifty United States from 13 original colonies. Shout em, scout em, tell all about em, one by one, till we've given a day to every state in the good old U.S.A. The podcast you just heard is part of the B&E Network, brought to you by bmovies and ebooks.com. Yeah.